This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the big round world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain in his hands. He's got the sun and the moon. In his hands, he's got the wind and the rain. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the tiny little baby in his hands. He's got the helpless little baby in his hands. He's got the tiny little baby in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got everybody. In his hands, he's got everybody. In his hands, he's got everybody. In his hands, he's got the whole world in O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power through all. My soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great
shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And there proclaim My God, how great Thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to how great Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee, how great Thou art. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God in this holy place. Praise God with prayer and singing. Praise God with instruments and voices. Praise God with all our siblings in Christ. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. And thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians. Steve Helling as our reader and provider of the children's message. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www nuicparish.org. We want to thank our sponsor for this radio broadcast is Michelle Eckert. And she has been very generous to us and we thank her so much for this, for her sponsoring. And also we'd like to thank WPCA Radio. Next Sunday we'll be at Little Falls Lutheran Church and uh, look forward to having you join us there. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. I'd like to have you, uh, we'll be having communion today, so if you can get the wine or grape juice and uh, bread, uh, ready and also have a little scrap of paper and a pencil to write something down when it gets to the sermon time. And you may want to have a candle and a cross to uh, make a small worship space to enhance your worship experience. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, 
We worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We're going to confess our sins at this point and listen to the words of forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another, God whose reign is just. We acknowledge that our actions and inactions have led to the oppression of our neighbors. We have willingly benefited from privileges that cause harm to others. We have failed to heed your call to lead from a place of humility and to care for our communities in a way that makes it possible for all to flourish. Forgive us our fear of scarcity and love of power and keep us ever mindful of the needs of others. The reign of God has come near to you. In Christ Jesus, we are reconciled to God. Therefore, God forgives all our sins. Let God guide us to work for God's justice. In my devotions this morning, a short little devotional speaks about mercy triumphs over judgment. And these are good words for us as we've heard, uh, as we've confessed our sins and heard the words of forgiveness. Not only is God merciful to us, but he expects us to pass that blessing on to others. Rather than becoming the rule enforcers of this world, he wants us to paint a picture of a tender love he has for fallen people and to call many and other sinners into his love. When we criticize the world and do not show compassion, we lose the powerful witness we were meant to have. As you stand firm for Jesus, may mercy also triumph in your life. God called David to shepherd God's people. The people rejoiced in their new king. He called the people back from their infighting. He united them as one nation, God's holy people of Israel. David brought out the ark to music and dancing. Praise God, all the earth. Praise God for all that God has made. Praise God for all that God has done for us. Let us be grateful for those who lead with justice. But let us remember that it is God who rules over all things. We'll continue with the gathering songs. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, a words with heavenly comfort from. Whatever I do, wherever I be, still is God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand. Sometime mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden bowers bloom, by water still or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. Lord, I would place thine hand in mine, nor Content whatever 
He leadeth me, He leadeth me by His own hand. He leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by His hand He leadeth me. And when my task on earth is done, when by Thy grace the victory's won, in death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. He leadeth me, He leadeth me, by His own hand He leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by His hand He leadeth me. God gives His people strength, if we believe in His way, He's with Please join me with a prayer of the day. God of joy, you are here with us in this place of worship and community. Make us to dance as David and all the house of Israel did in response to your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'd like to encourage you now to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can trace the sign of the cross over ourselves with the thumb touching the first two fingers, start at the forehead and recite the Trinity formula. In the name of the Father, touch the forehead, the Son, touch the chest, and Holy, touch the left shoulder. 
and spirit the right shoulder, and then amen, touch the heart. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. If you have a Bible, you're welcome to join in and turn to uh, the Scriptures and follow along as Steve shares them with you. The first reading is from 2 Samuel, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, chapter 6, 1 through 5. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who had led us out of Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be shepherded of my people, Israel. You shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him set out and went from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. They called the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadad, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadad, were driving the new cart with the Ark of God, and Ahio went in front of the Ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is from Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. Are you getting outside to play in the great fall weather? I am. It's my favorite time of year. I have a question for you. Are you ready? What do you think of when I say, God will meet us wherever we are? Does God wait for us to be a certain way or he won't come or listen to us? Does God make us act a certain way or he won't come or listen to us? Does God say, you sinned and you are bad, so I'm not coming to you? Or like this person more than or I like this person more than you so I will only help the ones that I like will he only listen or sure up for those if those people who are good of course not God loves all of us and he wants the very best for us I have another question for you how did God actually be with us in person that's right, his son Jesus. God and Jesus are there for us anytime, anywhere, and any place we ask for them. As long as we believe that Jesus Christ is our savior, he is there for us. Most of us call on God and Jesus when things are not going well in our life. 
we might need help understanding something that happened or help with a tough decision. Is that okay with God and Jesus? Of course. I have another question. How often have you spoken to God and Jesus and simply said, thanks? How about being grateful for them just being there? Which brings up another question. How do we talk to God and Jesus? Remember, that's right, we pray. Do we do it loudly in front of other people so they're all impressed with our prayer? No. God and Jesus are always ready to hear from us, but we should do it in private or quietly. Another one, are all prayers answered just as we ask? Nope. If you ask for a new bike and it doesn't happen, is that God or Jesus' fault? Nope. Sometimes our prayers are answered in a different way than we expect. Prayer can simply be a conversation with God and Jesus, just like you would have with a close friend. Sometimes God and Jesus help us understand that what we are asking for may not be the best for us. We have to trust them and have faith that they will do what is best for us. So let's review. There was a lot of questions in this one, wasn't there? God and Jesus will meet us wherever we are. They are never too busy to hear from us and will do their best to help us anytime, anywhere, any place. We believe that Jesus is our savior and he died for our sins. We don't ask for things or stuff, but help with what is, but help with what is going on in our life. We talk to God and Jesus through prayer. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for meeting us where we are. We trust you to give us the help we need, even if it is not, even if it is not exactly what we want. We can speak with you anytime, anywhere, or any place. Thank you for loving us. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise him, praise him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Praise him, praise him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Love him, love him, all you little children. God is love. God is love, love him, love him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Thank him, thank him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Thank him, thank him, all Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. 
Now I'd like you to pull out your uh, pencil and, and paper and uh, copy this down. It's really the, uh, it could be the sermon title, uh, but I want you to, Tim Bjor, Pastor Tim Bjorgi shared this with me earlier today and just thought it might be fun for you to go through this. So write G-O-D-I-S-N-O-W-H-E-R, E. G O D I S N O W H E R E. And probably when you first look at what you say, it looks like it says God is nowhere, right? Well, actually, it says if you look at it in faith, God is now here. So we want to talk about God's presence today. Because the text, as you'll hear from the uh, narrative and the rest of the stories that we share, is going to be wrapped around a God who wants to be with his people, present tense. These stories that Steve read point to a kind of combination transition in the history of Israel. The snippet from chapter 5 marks when David became a ruler of all of Israel as opposed to just the southern portion, Judah. Chapter 6 talks of one of David's first decisions as ruler. That is to change the capital region from Baal to Jerusalem and to move the Ark of God there as a result. One reason why this move is so important is because the Ark of God was a symbol for God's presence among God's people on earth. Where it was located, how it was presented, and who had access to it were all incredibly center, central factors to the identity of Israel. Another reason why this move is so important is a bit more specific. David intended for the ark to instill comfort and confidence in a traumatized, long-divided people to signify a new chapter of unity for Israel. As the tribes in chapter 5 of our texts imply, Saul's reign started going downhill in its final years. Israel suffered from violence and hyperpoliticization at his hands. In fact, Saul even launched an initiative to have David killed, along with anyone who might be close to him or loyal to him. David figured that the presence of God in a newly named capital would be a tangible reminder for all of God's people that things had changed, and that life would be better. Of course, change and betterment on such a huge scale can't happen overnight. Perhaps the most important thing for us to remember about this story is that a permanent structure was never built for the Ark of God during David's rule. It wasn't relocated to any kind of palace or temple. Instead, it resided in a tent for the duration of David's reign. The destination didn't stop any of the joy or ceremony around the moving of the ark. It didn't diminish the power the ark held either. It simply served as an incredible visual and continues to serve as an incredible visual today. The presence of God's very self, pitching a tent and staying there for years and years and years. In other words, God met the people of Israel exactly where they are in a nomadic move from ruler to ruler and from a tribal structure to a more centralized one. 
as the people of Israel prepared for the uncertainty and discomfort comfort and vulnerability and even the hope that change can bring. God was there for them and prepared alongside them. The joy in our psalm today stems from the fact that we have a God who doesn't need to be established to do good work. To be loved and revered, we have a God who doesn't need us to be established to do good work, to be loved and cherished. God will meet us wherever we are, even in this most transient of times with the fullness of God's presence and grace. God will pitch a tent wherever we do, and we see it and we do and see us through the messiness of change. We know that through the witness of the Hebrew Bible, that we also know that in the witness of Jesus, God dwelled among us as one of us. That is perhaps the most important and intimate tent pitching we could ever ask for. King David reunited a nation divided by political infighting, relocated its capital and drove home the point that God was with God's people by moving the Ark of Covenant right into the midst of Jerusalem, and everyone partied. That's really kind of the theme of the scriptures, or one of the themes that you can follow in the scriptures. It's exciting. It's exciting to see how God wants to be with his people. Isn't it interesting that uh, you go to the first one that we have in a, story that we have in the scriptures is in Genesis where creation happens and Adam and Eve are doing what? They're walking with God. God is present with them. They live in total communion with each other. There is joy in that and there's a peace and there's a love that's there. Everything is so it seems would be perfect. Well, then, of course, sin happened, separation happened, and the rest of the scripture readings that we see take us through a whole messy trail of, uh, of separation from God and reuniting with God, separation, reuniting. And we see it come along, and especially the high point of the Old Testament is when Moses leads the people out of <clears throat> Egypt. Freedom is one. But it's interesting that as you read the story of how the tribes are set up in that wilderness, the Ark of the Covenant or the tent that they made was put in the center of the tribes. Each tribe had their set place, but all the tents were facing the Ark. And so it kind of reminded them that in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of everything that was going on, God was in the midst of them. And of course, we had where he led them uh, with the fire and so forth. God was very evident to the people, and it was a time of trusting and learning that God was there. Well, then we hear in this story, it isn't just out in the wilderness but now that it has moved into Jerusalem and there a temple was built so that the people as they would come to the city that was the main city of Israel, there the temple and there God's presence was. It was a reminder. It was something that unified, yes, 
but it told them that God was wanting to be in the midst of the people. And then, of course, we see the rebellion against God and sin's awful effects, and eventually the temple is destroyed. The people are dispersed. And then comes God again with Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us takes on human form and walks along with humankind so that we can understand a God who loves more than judges, a God who gives us grace and mercy more than wrath and anger. But he invites us to live with him, and he comes to us in grace. But even then, as Jesus dies and rises again, we see God making another bold move on Pentecost where the Holy Spirit comes to us for the indwelling of us with God. God wanting to not only have a tent or a temple or, if you will, a church, God wanted to be inside of our hearts and lives. And so we believe the Holy Spirit indwells us so that we can be more kind and loving and share a God who loves. And in fact, one of the definitions of the church is we are the body of Christ, the hands and feet in this world. So it's not just for us who are going to church, but it is for the community, the world, as it looks, and they get to see a God who wants to be with people. It's not where we are trying to bring God down from the heavens, because God has met us already on earth and wants us to be his people. But that's not the end. As we hear from Revelation, where so many people talk about destruction and everything else that goes on in the end times, we again see this beautiful picture in Revelation 21, where it speaks about no more tears and no more disease, no more death. And then it makes this interesting comment about God being the light and God's living in the midst of the people. Or in other words, God's presence is with people. Because he will be our light. He will be again in that relationship that started way back at creation with Adam and Eve. Victory total and complete. Restored with newness of life, with life everlasting and joy that will never end. You see, the scriptures are tied together just with this little theme. And there are other things you can look in the scriptures that are important. But I like this one where it speaks about a God whose dwelling place is with people. And he comes to us over and over again in the midst of our messiness and struggles. You and I know what our world is like today. The news has been tough on us. It's been hard to hear what's going on in Israel and Palestine. It's hard to hear what's going in Ukraine and the Soviet Union or Russia. We are caught with wars that could go on where China could get involved, Iran could get involved. We see where we are on the brink of war and wondering what does that mean for us and what would happen to our country that is divided so between political parties and people and even in the church. We see our church attendance going down. But is there still hope? Well, I believe 
the reason a church is so important and even the buildings are, they are reminders to people God's presence, God's dwelling place is with people. And in the midst of a community that might struggle with everything that's going on, we must remember we are a hope. We are a sign to people that God is here. He wants to heal. He wants to deal in our messiness and to bring us back to hope and life and salvation. We are not, not the people who judge the world. We are a people that bring light to the world through Christ. What a privilege, what a joy. And I have to admit, there are times when I hear people talk, it seems hopeless. But we need to remember, God will never forsake nor leave us. I've used this illustration before, but I'd like to use it again. It's from Live Today. An incident reported from the battlefronts of the First World War tells about the courage and sympathy of King Victor Emmanuel III of Italy. In the midst of battle and terrifying shellfire, an Italian lieutenant who had fallen seriously wounded called a soldier to his side. He gave him a few keepsakes to convey to his family. Then he ordered him to hurry to make his escape. But the soldier tried to carry the lieutenant to a place of safety. Some gunners of his military group called to him through the fire, save yourself, save yourself. But still he remained with his superior officer. In the distance, there was a sound of a mortar horn. The cry went out over the battlefield that the king had left the area. The soldiers still struggled with the officer's body, but soon the lieutenant died in his arms. Flinging himself down on the ground besides the corpse, the young fellow cried with bitter tears, Even the king has gone away. Then a hand touched his shoulder. He shook himself, rose to his feet, and then stood at attention. My dear boy, said the man, the car has gone, but your king is still with you. Every inch a king he could not abandon those who are carrying out his commands. If we ever get in that situation where we think that God has left us, may you know that the promises, the hands of the church and the people who love God and who God loves, may they touch you and help you to know that the king will never leave. He is still with us. And he will be with us to the end of the age. He is never too busy to care for his own. In fact, nothing concerns him more than the life of each of us. He is an active and living God with limitless power. We need to have a fleck of fear when we are assured that God is ever-present. A little girl is going to the basement to get some apples for her father and herself down before she went to bed, and suddenly he heard her frightened, he heard her frightened call for help. He found her at the bottom of the stairwell crying, help me, the bulb has just burned out. It is dark down here and I'm scared. He immediately went to the bottom of the stairs and as his hand enfolded hers, she was no longer afraid. There is comfort in the thought that God responds to our most feeble call for help. When he is near, there is nothing left 
to fear. God is present. For that we are thankful, and that is our hope. Amen. My life flows on in endless song Above us lamentation I catch the sweet though far off hymn That hails a new storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth how can I keep from singing through all the tumult and the strife I hear that music confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the church. Lord, listen 
that God's justice is sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God with us, with King David, we rejoice in song and dance at the knowledge of your presence in this place. Bless those who structure and lead us in worship, that we may feel meaningfully connected to you and our faith community. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. All creation praises you with waving branches, pounding surf, claps of thunder, and the joyful cries of countless animals. Make us to rejoice in your creation, just as creation rejoices in you. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Even David, the most beloved king of Israel, was a deeply flawed man. Give all leaders the humility to recognize their limitations and commit themselves to putting the needs of others ahead of their own. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. You promise to turn our mourning into dancing. Hold all who suffer illness or grief that they might know your presence and be comforted. Especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Owen Cordy, Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Crerup, Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Dave Christensen, Ron Wilson, Jean Hoisington, Halen Hoisington, Peter and Diane Fall, Dean Muse, and Jocelyn B. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for all who fill our lives and our world with song. Inspire musicians throughout the world to keep us singing and dancing our love for you. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember all whose leadership in our faith communities kept them strong through the years. Help us to walk in their footsteps until we join them in the dance of eternity. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we turn all these things over to your tender care, trusting that you hear and answer all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Send us
We'll continue with the taking of the offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Uniting God, join together these and all the gifts of your faithful so that your healing and saving work might be done in our communities and throughout all creation. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll continue with communion. One of the things that happens with communion is again we, we see God who comes to us and reminds us of his presence in our midst. So on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now as we share the benediction, here you say along with David from the Old Testament, in thy presence is fullness of joy. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. As you go on your way, may God go with you. May God go before you to show you the way. May God go behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you. Above you to watch over, within you to give you 
Spirit, in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Be not dismayed, listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. No matter what may be the test, God will 